forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains the names of many old-timey people. Retcons galore. A new ceramic-based persona for Jason Sheridan. And an amazingly dense, hard-to-follow, interconnected narrative that is sure to confuse dads across the world. We're talking C, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, on today's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a podcast whose hosts belong to a secret society called SUN, the Society of Obedience and Niceness. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, another member of SUN, Jason Sheridan. Uh, exploration continua, Michael. Uh, <laughs> but we don't need to explore to be, you know, we're already obedient and nice. That we is take true. that wherever we explore to. That's true. Uh, also, SUN member Scott Gardner is here. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a forced member, a member from birth. <laughs> you don't like this? Whether whether I like it or not. <laughs> well, as, a, as an obedient, nice uh, person, I don't, uh, I can't call into question whether I like it or not. Yeah, I that's a good point. It, mm-hmm. it was, you know, when we were all born, I mean, we got into this last week. I think when we were born, this was our, yeah, as you're saying, like our birthright was to become members of this group. Our mothers made it so that we had to be members of SUN, the Society of Obedience and Niceness. It's a, it's a society with all male members, but, the, you have to, but you're only initiated by your mother. But I'm sure there's some listeners out there who are members of SUN, or if not, they like to make fun of members of SUN. <laughs> I, think there, I think a lot of members of SUN are out there. I think there, oh. there's, we're a big group. Uh, it's a big secret. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's not so secret. Maybe yeah, it's like the not... Freemasons at this point. Everyone knows about it. Right. Freemason. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're actually maybe connected? Because we're going to find yeah. so many connections today. We're already doing it, which is very it's exciting. Really, it, it really is all about connections, isn't it? That This entire mm-hmm. thing is about how do we connect as many disparate mm-hmm. things as possible, and maybe it'll add up into something like a, a television series yeah right. finally maybe have the uh the lightning rod that pulls it all together yeah. i have a table i have a chart i made a chart <laughs> to try and keep track of all this by no means definitive but um, it, the, the notes were just getting out of hand where i was like maybe if i use columns and rows <laughs> this will be a little cleaner i have two yeah i have full like two notes on my computer pages full of stuff i I was going to organize it, and then I went, I can't even. I just threw, started throwing stuff up. And I'm like, if I get to this, I get to this. If I get to the connection to yeah. the Bengal barbecue, we get to it. If we don't, don't worry about it. Uh, and we- I have um, much less than usual, because I was sure that you two would have uh, <laughs> charts and uh, overflowing so, documents. So this worked out yeah. great. Yeah. Before I say any more, uh, just in case everybody doesn't, didn't read the description or doesn't know what this is. We're talking about something called C today, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, which is something that started in 2001, which is a narrative and characters that tie the Disney parks together, whether it be through restaurants, whether it be through water parks, rides, 
It's mainly like a, restaurants. That's what I've found. <laughs> the this restaurants, is like, yeah. When you have are the to explain what is this thing and who are these characters, oh, they kind of tie together a lot of rides. Actually, wait, if you do the stockpile, oh, it's mainly like here's a picture frame at a restaurant. <laughs> There's <laughs> a lot. Often. Yeah. It's like, yes, it's basically like if you were watching like a Marvel movie and you just, a lot of the secrets in it were, well, there was a picture on the wall. If you look at when Tony Stark was eating at like Burger King. That's the secret connection. So it's, yes, as you're saying, it's primarily, maybe not primarily, but there's a lot of connections to see uh, at places you eat a quick service or medium service meal. That does it. We're, we're tying together the Disney quick service restaurants with old stodgy people from the late 1800s. That, I guess, is what and, and C when, is. And when you put it like that, it's funnier and I maybe even like it more. <laughs> Yeah, because like, what's so much? What's what's more fun than just tying a bunch of uh, just cafeterias together with a narrative? Like that's fantastic. Yeah, well, restaurants if- that you say like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like I don't know that any of these places have I heard like, oh, you have to eat there because of the quality of the food. It's like, oh, it's it's pretty good. It's it's good in a pinch. <laughs> sure. Well, now that you're saying that, I'm thinking like, wouldn't that be great if any of these restaurant groups that own multiple restaurants, wouldn't it be fantastic if they would tie like anyone who Landry's owns? Wouldn't that be fantastic if there was a Landry's universe <laughs> that could tie with characters from the 1800s or or anything like well, KFC, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut? Who do you have with Landry's? Bubba Gump's in there, right? Which is, you know, similar to in C, it's a bunch of characters and mainly they're original, but there's also one from the Indiana Jones universe. Similarly, that means that in the Landry verse, you have Bubba, I don't remember Bubba's last name, and Forrest Gump. Yes. Um, so they're, they're part of it. And then you have to go into like, um, who, what else is Landry? Morton's Morton's Chris. Morton's? Morton's. Morton. Mr. So Morton Mr. is a character. Morton. Mr. Yeah. Morton. <laughs> The Chart Frog House. from Rain Forest Cafe. P.H. Chart, the founder of Chart House. <laughs> P.H. Chart, um, and yeah. That, and that, bull, that frog from the Rainforest Cafe, he's yeah. the, the owner, I assume. Yeah. The Golden Nugget itself, the, the hunk of gold. Maybe they're all hunting for the Golden Nugget. It's like a rat race kind of thing. Look how this oh. makes it... Now dining is way more fun at a Landry's restaurant now that we've fleshed this out just a tad. <laughs> Looking for clues, and the more, for- the more you spend, the more clues you find. That's right, and you can do it any of the restaurant groups. You can do it, do it on Twitter. Let us know what restaurant groups you want to have their own cinematic universe or universe that's connected via just uh, pictures on the wall. <laughs> do you think um, TGI Friday and Fuddrucker are friends and part of a shared universe, or are they bitter enemies? Mm. Mm. While they both like to collect a bunch of crap to put on their walls, crazy crap on the walls, is Uncle Mo. Similar to the members of C who have all collected trinkets from yes. their travels across the world, except in the case of TGI Friday and Fuddrucker, it's, it's all uh, garbage. It's, everything costs $5 or less. Yes. And uh, this, I mean, now I'm going to quickly side note. I'm remembering now that a friend of mine had an idea for Jason that I don't even know if we ever told him about, a, like a TV show where Jason owned a TGI Fridays and he was like a guy who would go on hunt like a mission to try to get a new piece of crap to put on his wall. And he was like a Harrison Hightower type character. And that was before I even knew who Harrison Hightower was. This is great. That's actually, by the way, a great idea that I should 
we should pursue. <laughs> yeah, we should. It would be like yeah, you would be like on an Indiana Jones adventure, and you would like find an artifact to put in your restaurant. Yeah, or a new fabricator, a new a new printer to make a pennant that says like hometown USA. Yeah, because some of the places, if you look at like an Applebee's, this is like, wait, that has the. <laughs> impression of the town it's in but it's not quite right <laughs> right not specific um yeah but i'd like to think tgi friday and fuddrucker hate each other's fucking guts <laughs> that's better yeah there's yeah. more dramatic oomph there so if maybe jason is a third jason is yeah. a yeah. another in this lineup of jason is a third meaning like he gets together with them after hours or oh could be well, that too yes yeah that's a whole other ballpark i mean it could be it, it's like strong strong personality like like i feel like harrison hightower the third and barnabas t bullion are kind of at each other's throats i would imagine maybe maybe also feuding with disgraced member professor garrett reed who knows okay you know so, yes, we all have our own head cannons so you're gonna okay if you if you're listening to this and you vaguely know what we're talking about as far as C is concerned, we're going to be throwing a lot of names at you. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of names, a lot of restaurants. I would say maybe, here's the thing, either really try to keep up, get a piece of paper handy, or just let it go and enjoy the ride and enjoy the <laughs> jokes. Because there's going to be, I have so much information written down. I apologize for this because it's going to be hard to keep track of all of it. Um, yeah, because once cl- characters from classic films start showing up and actual real life <laughs> explorers out of honorariums, you know, uh, yes. yeah, it's this is where get- I thought it would be helpful in a way. This, I'm justifying my, my relative laziness, which is like, I'm like, OK, if, if I genuinely don't know things, maybe I can serve as the listeners stand in. Right. And when you say jason chandler i can say who the hell is jason chandler now uh, i do know see clearly you i do know who jason notes. chandler yeah, you know is. who jason chandler is although I'm there's not... there's multiple versions of him you know what oh my god um but i did but then there's like all these because i i still almost am like how do you have we even explained what this is it's all of these it's all of these characters who 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 love to travel and explore the world and they bring their goods back to these disney parks locations i don't think it's literally i think i think there's all this all a suspension of disbelief it's not like they all work at disneyland like you're supposed to assume you're going to another world when you're in the jungle cruise or the the tower (laughs) of terror um but they like in some cases it's the owner of the ride or the owner of the restaurant or the, or this character is just somebody who frequents the establishment some of these characters appear in the rides and some of them have never appeared in anything there's not even yes. a picture to go along with it so it's all extremely uh, confusing yeah it's, it, very it's the shared universe it's the shared canon of like the adventuring kind of flavor of parks attractions and uh, parks uh, or adventure like comics and and the Dr. Livingston style explorers, but with the rough edges of like accidentally giving smallpox to remote tribes or colonizing it for the British Empire. All of that, like, you know, sanded off all those rough edges, you know? Right. Yes. Just the fun of taking things Just from people. Just the helmets and <laughs> the camaraderie cultures. and yeah. Yes. And that's an interesting thing, too. And that's what we'll talk about is like some people 
uh, are bad when they take stuff from like native cultures. And then some people are nice, I guess. <laughs> some people, they like it when they take <laughs> stuff away from. So I'm not sure about that. We'll, we'll get into that. But as Scott's really saying, strange. I feel like I have to keep like adding more explanation in case you still don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> like it's like, yes, characters, as he was saying, like that have been created that you can find now links between things. So you can see like, Yes, as you're saying, a picture of the owner of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, who we've mentioned before, Barnabas T. Bullion. And then you can, you know, you can read about him in a comic that's published about Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. And Mary Oceaneer is a character who is represented in Typhoon Lagoon, but you also can see references to her on the Disney Cruise Lines. So these are like, these are things for people like us to notice. This is not for dad. You know? No, this is for you, the listener, to tell your more, say, civilian family and friends and them to go like, oh, <laughs> neat. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. That, this is, I, to me, what I've, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a, a wet blanket in, in this episode, but I, I, here's what I have to admit. And maybe, I, to me, I'm viewing this as sort of a make me like it endeavor mm. because i think all this is interesting i even like uh, we i mean we've talked about doing an episode about it for a long time but i suggest we do it now because there is this news of a, a television series maybe coming uh, uh, about all this from the creator of battlestar galactica or, or not not the mm -hmm. original but, but the yeah, guy the newer, who did the newer yeah uh, among other things um but uh so that that sort of mobilized oh here we should do an episode about it now because we might all be delving deep into the world of sea soon enough um but I, so I think it's all neat, and I thought it was worth talking about, but I always hit a wall. I'm always like, which we'll probably hit 20 minutes into the episode, okay, we've been talking about all of these mostly unseen characters for mm -hmm. far too long. But also, and maybe you guys can agree, and it's kind of what Jason was just alluding to, I have definitely started talking about this, or somebody's asked, so what's up with that C thing? And I will start explaining, and I will watch the glaze over. <laughs> I will watch the person <laughs> lose interest as I am talking, and then it kind of comes to a quiet sputter uh is this foreign to do you guys have you guys found yourselves oh so c is this group of characters they've invented that uh, tie together the, and then people just kind of like uh what's uh, that now that's a good question i don't know that anyone's ever asked me to explain c to them mm -hmm. i think c is something you have to find yourself if you're asking me about c and you and you didn't put the time into google c chances are you are going to do what you say and glaze over. If you catch a glimpse of C, even with a slight understanding that it has something to do with Disney parks, I think if you're the type of person who wants to Google and go down the rabbit hole, then you're going to be into it. But as you're saying, if you mention C in a sentence and somebody goes, oh, what's that? Just say, uh, oh, I misspoke. I didn't say, <laughs> did I say C? Oh, I meant, uh, <laughs> I was talking about C, like the wall, the ocean. Like, and, go, and then they'll get confused and then just change the subject. But if you want to double down, what you can say is, well, actually, if you look up an, a video interview with the Imagineer Joe Lance, Lancicero, uh, you'll hear him say it, S-E-A, and that's interesting. That might I'm not sure if that's how he refers to it or if it's so as to not confuse the, listen, the viewers of that video with Disney C. Um, you know what I will hear? You know what I will say, though, is that having them do a show about C and maybe incorporate, who knows, they could just change it into a bunch of sexy teenagers. I'm not sure exactly what Ronald oh, D. Morris plan is. And a Jungle is. Cruise movie with The Rock. 
Yes. Well, and yeah, where does that fit in? I think that's there's, confusing. I think there's elements. I've heard a rumor there's elements in there. But mm. I would say being on TV would really help see out in a lot of ways. Because as we're seeing now with Marvel, how popular it is, there's, according to, like, no one ever, tra- like, people trash Marvel, but it's the most popular thing still, 10 years running. Jason and I, as little kids, are vindicated because mm-hmm. the Marvel canon, 80 years of it, is what you're saying, is eyes glaze over, what is the, how many times is Vision done? He's gone bad and good and... Like, uh-huh. what version? How many X Men teams are there? 10? What? <laughs> At once? Yes. Well, there's X Factor and Excalibur. All of this stuff that Jason and I told other kids on a playground and they glazed right over and wanted to push us and maybe did push us down. Like, I think now making it into movies and TV has made it easier to digest. It's more digestible to mm-hmm. see it versus just to hear it from a giant loser. <laughs> It's a billion dollar industry, baby. The tr- the traditional trappings of a society have eroded so much. We're uh, everyone's taking comfort in the uh, obscure shared universes of uh, right. pop culture detritus of the twentieth century. Exactly. You know? So cut to Scott. Cut to five to ten years. You're going to be talking about Harrison Hightower with everyone you know. Like, did you? Can you believe what happened? What Harrison Hightower did at the end of season three? And like everybody's going to be a flutter, and then they're going to realize it was in the parks already, and their mind's going to be blown. And I'm cool because I was in on the ground floor, right? F- far before the debut of the uh, of three seasons of Merryweather on <laughs> on Disney Plus. Exactly. So yeah, I think when the they TV- need to address Albert the monkey's shoplifting troubles, uh, like on Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> so i um so well yeah i yes tv will will help because as we i mean yes there being a television show about all this um is better than it's it's a bunch of like etchings Mm -hmm. in parks that in cruise ships and parks that are mostly not in america like i think that's some of why this has remained sort of quiet this quiet gurgle um I, there was very little sign of sea it felt like in the american parks until the last 5 years i was pretty i think i think the first i heard about it might have been on this podcast from you at some point in time mm-hmm. i mean it's I, not I something i've known about for too long um mm-hmm. i certainly was not aware of it when disney sea opened or anything it took me yeah maybe about in the last 5 7 years is when I first noticed it, and obviously they've put a lot more stuff in Disneyland and little references at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that, yeah, at this point, the awareness, it's, sky- it's recall- skyrocketing. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, genuinely so. I mean, when you look around, when this was announced that there's going to be a, a show set in this world, I was impressed, like, oh, there is a lot of coverage of this, and there's a kind of a lot of confident articles saying... You know, it's the society from the Disney parks as if people know what it is, which yes. maybe more people do than I think, or they will soon. Yeah, I think I think at this point, maybe people have heard the name and know a little bit about it at the very least. If, if you're you know, a nerd at this point about this stuff. Um, Can so, I start so- by dispelling a misconception about C? Please. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Adventurers Club is not the original iteration. The, the Adventurers Club was retconned into C. The first attraction to mention C <laughs> is a Tokyo Disney Sea exploration, uh, like like 
uh, uh, play area, essentially. Fortress Explorations. Explorations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, The Adventurers Club gets grandfathered in because what happens in the real world is the Adventurers Club closes down in 2009. uh, 2009? Yeah, 2009, 2008, uh, thereabouts. And the, the props and such get scattered to the winds. Uh, the various Disney parks like Paris and Hong Kong and Tokyo, and and then the Adventures Club kind of gets uh retconned in. Scott, do you know about retconning? I know that is the something is not part of a canon and then is sort of pulled into a canon uh, after the fact. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of the Fast and the Furious movies, uh, a lot of retconning going on as they have just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. They've gone like, uh, by the way, these take place. After number three, you have to watch the, watch them in this order. Okay, I know suddenly these characters have iPhones and they have flip phones. And th- don't worry about that. Uh, don't think too <laughs> hard on that. It's uh, the defining of the rules, and in that yes. franchise, like why are some of the why do some of the movies have none of the characters from the rest of them? And yes, what does that correct. Mean? Yes, uh, you know, so, lots of characters finding themselves off on their own adventures. Right. Um. So what? Yeah. Jason, Jason is saying is like. That when the Adventures Club opened, it was not this whole concept was not conceived of yet. But the DNA of Adventures Club, I think, is you can definitely see where it leads to the Imagineers. Yeah. Then in two thousand one, starting this idea that they could link everything together, and then of course retconning Adventures Club, and then ultimately Pit and, Jungle Run, and Jungle yeah. Cruise and Jungle Cruise. Rides that existed long before there was any of this, and now we're going backwards and saying these characters are part of it, and now we've, even though we just thought of Barnabas T. Bullion, the owner of the mining company, this decade, we're going to act like this was always part of the plan in the right. 70s when it, uh, when it opened. Yes, exactly. Um, should mm-hmm. we just start with listing, and I say, I think we've said this five times, well, we should start with, and then we've said something, and then I keep going, yeah, well, yeah. we should start with, but should we list the characters, maybe? Maybe that's the best way to start. Just say sure. here but is, the Doesn't characters. the list take, do you, does the list, do we have to say the, because some of the list, oh, you'll yeah, say, I guess you're right. I've only Garrett got about, Reed, what does I've that only, mean? I've only got about 30 members. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. All right, let's say, you know, you, you drive the shit. It's, okay. it's up let's, to you. Let's try it. Look, you feel mm-hmm. free to cut me off. Feel free to push me down as a child on the playground would be when I explain to him who the third Summer's brother might be in the X-Men comics in the same way. Feel free to push Jason or I down okay. Uh, okay. verbally. Um, yeah, so, okay. Harrison Hightower is a member of C. He is a character that you can find in Tokyo Disney C. He is the eccentric bad man i call it, he's the he's the baddest member of c i think he's the wor- mm-hmm. most evil the worst mm-hmm. um he owns the tower of terror there and he was killed because he put a cigar out on like a tiki idol and the idol killed him and he and is- you're caught it's not the twilight zone in japan it is this other story about this character and this tiki idol putting a curse on him and therefore you Yes, and there's uh, uh, you know, we've obviously went on ad nauseum about how great Tokyo Disney Sea, and this is like one of the best rides of on top of all of that greatness, uh, and it yeah. features a lot of very funny art of him stealing things from around the world with his manservant Smelding. Mm-hmm. Uh, now who, is Smelding a part of Sea? Is he a member of Sea? I don't believe 
Harrison Hightower's assistant Smelding is part of C. A lot of there's a lot of great assistants on this list, but I don't believe he's an official member. I think he he, just he helps. might be uh, adjacent or uh, old superhero trading cards would refer to someone as an ally of this team. Right, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of adjacent members, uh, people around C. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so a lot of people performatively on Twitter saying that they're allies of C. Uh, it's, 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 it's a bit much, don't you think? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you want to show, not tell, I feel like, when you're an ally <laughs> yeah. of C. You know, you want to be an ally of C, but yeah. So, uh, all right, Lord Henry Mystic is a member of C. He is the man who owns Mystic Manor, which is in Hong Kong Disneyland. In the we Mystic have barely discussed land. on this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Sort of a stand-in for the Haunted Mansion. It isn't exactly the Haunted Mansion, but, but they don't have the Haunted Mansion in Hong Kong, and they do have Mystic Manor. Right, they have Mystic Manor there. He has a sidekick who I don't believe is a member. It's a, he has a monkey named Albert. And he's the one, Albert is the one who kind of takes you on the journey. I caved during quarantine. I had never watched it before thinking like, I'll get to Hong Kong one day. I caved. I watched it. I watched a little. Yeah. It's great. It's going to be a while. I'll forget before I go. It looks so fantastic. I mean, this feels like one of those could be top 10 attractions anywhere, Mm -hmm. but you'd have to go to know. Right. Yeah. I'm counting Albert the Monkey as a member. Uh, okay, but that's in? you, or you found information well, that leads I you to thought, believe. I think he's in just from his number of appearances. Um, this feels like you, Canon, though. <sighs> well, I, I, it depends. If you if you use Bengal Barbecue as a keystone, uh, Bengal <laughs> Barbecue and a tropical hideaway, uh, it depends. Harrison he- I Tower. Do you should we mention every appearance of these characters when you name them? Uh, that seems like too much, doesn't it? Okay. Let's cliff. Let's cliff notes. So let's we can go. Cliff we can go notes back. Okay. And, and we'll go back to talking about. It. I just want everyone to have like a baseline for like who we're okay. talking about as we go. Yeah. Um, and for and uh, just if you're wondering, just try to visualize if you're like lost with all these names. Just visualize an old white guy with a beard or a mustache. Probably, mm-hmm, probably for the most part. Unless we say it's a lady. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which there are a few. And then picture like Mary Steenburgen in Back to the Future Three. That's like they a, all do look yeah. kind of like close. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So yeah, Henry Mist. Now Henry Mystic, I believe, is supposedly like a good guy, even though he does the exact same stuff that Harrison Hightower does. This is what I was saying before. He collects artifacts mm-hmm. and brings them back to Mystic Manor, but for whatever reason, he smiles more <laughs> and he looks friendlier. <laughs> so I guess he's okay. I guess he's a nicer man. Maybe he gives money to people around the world for their artifacts or for their goods i'm not sure exactly Hopefully. ask permission and the way it's more like joe roadie would do joe roadie who travels to places like nepal the imagineer and and collects items and puts them in the queues of disney attractions uh, presumably with permission presumably this is a good thing to do even though harrison hightower the bad character looks like Joe Rody. Several of these characters <laughs> look very much like the the uh, actual Imagineers. Yeah, which is alternatively, part of me thinks it's cool, and part of me thinks it's a little lame. I can't quite decide. <laughs> I think with Barnabas T. Bullion and Harrison Hightower, it's teasing a little because it's like you know they're 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 you know. Hightower's the opposite of how Joe Rody behaves, you know, who Joe mm-hmm. Rody tries to be respectful when he goes to other cultures. You well, know? on the, yeah. yeah um, well, I will, we'll do, I'll say this next character first then. Barnabas T. Bullion, as we just mentioned, who looks like Imagineer Tony Baxter, who owns Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. 
he was another character who, when I look around at information, I go, oh, he's, he was a tyrant too. He was bad as well. And yeah. then I, and then I'm sure you guys read this or maybe not on the Wikipedia that in Disney kingdoms, which that's other, the stories, uh, uh, the, uh, comics, yeah, I believe, okay. right? Yeah. I don't the, know what the, Disney Kingdoms is. Disney Kingdom is the Disney Comics land that Marvel has quickly abandoned. Right. Um, that's gone. That's done now. That was to there's two Figment <laughs> comic uh series, a Big Thunder series, and a Museum of the Weird series. So um, this ties together <laughs> quick service restaurants and abandoned comic lines. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, no one's listening anymore. <laughs> Everyone turned it off. This is one of those ooh, Monday, stay away from this one. Oh my <laughs> just gosh, just bail yeah. right now. This is oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Barnabas T. Bullion, I read here, apparently the sympathetic interpretation of Barnabas in Disney Kingdoms was the result of talks the author had with Tony Baxter, who wanted the character inspired by him to be more of a redeemable figure. Makes yep. sense. A character looks like you. You don't want him to be a mean, awful, like a Daniel Plainview type mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like murderous, negligent, uh, yeah, sure, greed sure. monger. I, but oh. gold mine owner was not synonymous with good person, much like we recently discussed the phrase casino magnet is not usually shorthand for Huge good man. Most, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, so Barnabas is there, and if you've read the Disney Kingdoms, he's nicer than you might think. You know? Yes. That's what they're saying. If you've read the Disney if Kingdoms. You've read have you guys Dis- read the Disney Kingdoms? I Just bits have and pieces. not read yeah. Disney Kingdoms. Uh, Big Thunder, I think one day we will revisit, and I promise to read them before that. Um, also, I, I do wanna, not make this promise. <laughs> I want to give an update. The Mr. Tato autobiography is on its way. All right. Wow. Uh, it's on its way here. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Okay, um, Captain Mr. Tato, not a member of C. <laughs> not yet. He is a he is not a potato yet. character from a park in Ireland that has nothing to do with Disney. And just he, to clarify, he hates the Pringles guy. They're enemies. They're not on Makes the same Makes sense team. to me. Well, the Pringles guy wants him dead. That's right. He wants him and his kind <laughs> fried up. That's right. Although, wait, Mr. Tato also sells fried mm. potatoes. But he yeah, has permission. Dicey. He kills his friends and says, can I make you delicious for people all over Ireland to enjoy? Right. And they, it's a, they appreciate, they, they like a self-sacrifice. It feels good to them. <laughs> Do it um, for the cause, yes. Okay. Captain Mary Oceaneer. Mm. She is represented, as I said, in uh, Typhoon Lagoon now. She has a slide. Uh, the slide is Misadventure Falls, yes? Yes. Um. And she has a sidekick as well. It's a parrot named Salty. <laughs> I like Salty a lot. And Salty, yes. this is, I believe, from the YouTube video I was watching, uh, Salty is the first or, or only animatronic that you could see on a water slide. Really cool. Disney parks, at least, if not around the world. Salty, a member of C? Which I don't, let's ask Jason. Jason has well, opinions on this. You know, it's when you start getting into the animal. I mean, what, the, we'll, we'll have to 
I bet we'll have a ruling by the end, whether the animal sidekicks uh, are right. in or not. Right. Um, Mary Oceaneer, also the namesake of Oceaneer Labs on the Disney Cruise Line Disney Magic Ship, a children's play area, which names check, name checks multiple members of C. Uh, Misadventure Falls, the diving bell outside has Atlantean text on it, which connects it to Atlantis the Lost Empire, <laughs> the film. So presumably, yes, no. Atlantis the Lost Empire is, is, that is part of the canon. Yes. So the character voiced by Michael J. Fox, and I don't know his name, is he a member of, of C? Is Mr. Atlantis a member of C? I'm going with Jason on to be the C judge here, as far as... I th- I think, yeah, I think he would be adjacent because uh, there mm-hmm. will eventually hit. There's a, a character down the line that I would describe as an uh, aspiring member of C. Um, <laughs> you? Hmm. No, well, we all, you know, <laughs> okay. I should be so lucky. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Dr. Er- Albert Falls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jungle Cruise, Skipper Canteen. Uh, does he own? He owns the Skipper Canteen. Sorry, I've, Jason probably has even more complete information I in front of him. I think there's something like that. Skipper Canteen, Bengal Barbecue, Tropical mm. Hideaway. It ties together a lot of these people. Doctor yeah. Albert Falls. That comes from the joke on the Jungle Cruise about like you know. Uh, uh, Doctor Albert. This these waterfalls are named after Doctor Albert Schweitzer, mm-hmm. and it's why he named them. Wait, what is that? How does the joke? <laughs> it's something like that. It's something like well, it's that. It's not like that. That had no ending or beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the words you said were part of that joke. Yeah. Yeah. What's um, the, the joke is that it's named... Wait, Schweitzer Falls, and it's named after... Dr. Schweitzer named it... Oh, it's God, named after the one who discovered Dr. Albert Falls. Or, okay. I think. Oh, it's, it's Schweitzer... No, Schweitzer Falls... Yeah, that's, the joke is that you think it's named after somebody named Schweitzer, but in fact, it's named after somebody named Falls. Right. Yes. Got it's it. a joke really that became canon. Mm-hmm. Um, so- uh, yeah, and kind of, this is like a very old school Jungle Cruise joke, and it's a very throwaway, this name. Like, I don't think anybody thought there's an expanded universe, Dr. Albert falls that's like a yeah. like a like a sex pun name from a joke your grandpa would tell you <laughs> suddenly being there's all universe around uh, an ip freely or, or some <laughs> such jason is ip freely in c i do not think ip freely is in c or at least <laughs> toilet it's... magnet ip freely <laughs> expelled by vitelli Rubustelli. all right ron I, I mean i wanted to wait for a while but ronald d moore please create a character please. named ip freely for jason to play if you're not going to cast him as uh harrison hightower's assistant smelding please connect all the characters from sex jokes dirty limericks <laughs> get them all in one place please the is the man verse. from nantucket in c <laughs> Put the man well, from Nantucket in C. That's the where way, the group meets. The way current television is written, an episode will end on a hard line of someone going like, we have to return to Nantucket. Like, dun-dun. <laughs> That's great. As long as there you once can... was a man from there. <laughs> the password to get into the C building, the, pass, the code phrase will be the backside of water. So shortly, a character will say his dying breath Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll think he's dead. Characters don't die that much in Disney stuff, you know. There's a handful do, or they 
come back. You Some know? of these characters, well, they're all, I mean, they're all dead because this all happened. It's, these are entirely characters from the 1800. Nobody is modern and in C, correct? Uh, 1800s, uh, Harrison Hightower disappears on New Year's Eve, 1899. That event occurs. So, right. Um, but there and, are no current members of C. J- yeah, I, that's a good point. Oh, that's Actually, a good question. I didn't even yeah. come upon that. That's an interesting question. I mean, that's definitely room for another 50 to 100 names to talk about, obviously, on a future podcast. But yeah, that would, mm-hmm. be, that would be worth exploring, I think. Maybe in season 12 or whatever of C, you kind of cut to the present day of these. Mm-hmm. Maybe, it's tom- maybe that's what links Tomorrowland together with C. Tomorrow, Brad Bird's Tomorrowland? I didn't say Brad Bird's Tomorrowland. I just said Tomorrowland. <laughs> well, there is kind of the, uh, the one, this is, episode will take so much work on my part because I am the one who has the like 50 page document that explains it. There was a, uh, 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 I forget what the term is, but it's like a game that takes place in real life. There was a lead up to the release of Tomorrowland called The Optimist that connected actual like Walt and Imagineer history with like L.A. landmarks, Griffith Park, Chili John's and Burbank. Mm. And part of the mythology, Chili John. This is what we're dreaming of with the Landry verse. So there is kind of like it, uh, there there was something that was kind of an, an Imagineered movie version of like, the world's fair kind of futurism. Uh, so it I guess that's experienced kind of... by 45 people in 2010. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> when that those people's lives were changed forever. You know, that's the thing. It's but each one of them, you know, there wasn't the most popular themed experience, <laughs> but each one of them started their own themed experience after they did it. That's what's Again, great about none that. of which are the most popular <laughs> themed experience. No, but it continued well, to sort of continue to one of those people's eventual inspi- it's not uh, a people they inspired. Ideal time to be the owner of an escape room, you know, in this day. <laughs> well, that's age. true. So um Okay, how many more to go? <laughs> okay, Depend, um, we don't know. There might not be uh, a bottom if we just say the major ones. Camel- Camelia Falco, Camelia Falco, uh, the star of Soaring Fantastic Flight at Tokyo Disney Sea, is right. the daughter of Selino Falco, uh, and the first woman inducted into Sea. So um, she beats in canon. She beats uh, uh, Mary Oceaneer even though Mary Oceaneer was created before her. Yes, okay. and you can see a photo or a, a painting of Vitaly, Vitaly, Vital, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, This Bustelli, episode is unreleasable. <laughs> the, the then president of C inducting her, and you can see C members in the background of this painting. You can see Lord Henry Got it, Nestic. got it. Um, all right, let's, yeah, let's cruise a little bit faster here. Jock Lindsay from Indiana Jones is a <laughs> member of C. This is, is canon. This is canon. It is noted in his bar. In yeah. Now, I always Springs. get confused who Jock Lindsay is in the movies. What is Jock Lindsay in the movies? Uh, he is not one of the most famous characters. He is the pilot that flies Indy away from the people chasing him at the start of Raiders of the okay. Lost Ark. And Indy freaks out because there's a snake in the passenger seat and jock's like ah it's fine and that's it 
That's yep. what he is. That's what That's he is. Who owns the bar, Scott? <laughs> and he's got a bar. His C membership is confirmed in the bar. Yes, so he's a member okay. of C. Um, and that our, bar is at Disney Springs in Florida. In Florida. Yes. yes. Uh, Jason Chandler is a member of C. He built Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh, well, he he invented the drilling tool <laughs> oh, that me. is oh. used in Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. <laughs> now, he also shows up, as we said, Tropical Hideaway, Skipper Canteen. He's in the Disney Kingdoms comic. He's, he's I think, in the background, in the painting, in Soaring Fantastic Flight. But the thing I thought was interesting about Jason Chandler, originally made for Discovery Bay... The unbilt section, right. the unbuilt, uh, uh, you know, kind of Jules Verne inspired expansion that was going to go into Disneyland that was dependent on the success kind of of uh, the Island at the Top of the World film, which yes. was not successful. Mm, right. uh, that brings us to Captain Brio. <laughs> Uh, the star of uh, the island at the top of the world, he is in C and was going to play a part in Discovery Bay. Right. But that movie was not a hit. So, oh, well. But they did not take his membership away despite the movie underperforming at the box office. They did not. And in fact, you can see his airship in the Hyperion restaurant at Disneyland Paris Tomorrowland. The big airship that's bursting out of the worst restaurant I maybe I've ever been to. <laughs> the worst burger, true, if no question, the worst burger I've had in my life. Wow, really? The, the worst one? Yeah, mm. so, so bad. I know I, we got the gripe that I am too hard on Disneyland Paris several times, and I do blame food for that food is is so bad or at least was on that day mm. maybe it's gotten better maybe i was just uh had a hit a bad time i don't know huh. but uh but the, uh, it, it, it did and it kind of broke my heart because i have always loved that that building this cafe with this cool airship uh, uh you know like a zeppelin flying out of it which is sort of what tony baxter wanted this discovery land area to look like um yeah it sucks that there's just a bad restaurant in there but yeah. it looks very cool from the outside yeah. Um, so those those are the major ones. We can we can say other ones as if they come up here, but those are the major. I want to just. There's going to be plenty of lists set thrown at yeah. you with this at the rest of this podcast. But uh, well, I have a couple couple. Uh, I would say big ones. Um, okay, I, is, I apologize. That's okay. They only mostly show up in paintings because of who they are. Uh, <laughs> Professor R. Blauen Himmel, Blauer Himmel, and uh, let's see. Uh, Our Blauerhimmer is not a major member of C. But if he's I only he's, in a painting. He's in a he's painting. In a, but it's based on Imagineer, I believe it's pronounced Ropt Coltrin. Uh, this and is then, these pronunciations. I don't know how to say this guy's name. I looked for videos. I found how to say Joe Lancicero, uh, and he is the inspiration for Dr. J.L. Batterista, who shows up in the Mystic Manor portrait and Tropical Hideaway, as well as Charlton J. Tabaret. He is uh, in the Mystic Manor portrait of C. He is based on the artist Chris Turner, who designed a lot of this stuff. Can you uh, explain? Because uh, I, I, no, I am so lost. The Mystic Manor portrait. What is there, the significance of this? There, this is one of the early uh, you know, documentations of uh, see, I'll share the screen here. 
You'll see this come up a lot. Okay, yes. In my, my find, yes. I've seen this painting, and this kind of yeah. is like maybe the, the, the most major work that shows all the members, maybe not all, but a bunch of the members all in one place. Yeah, a lot of the main members, a uh, few of the Imagineer-based uh, members, a couple that are listed as unidentified, but they're speculation. It's like, oh, that's supposed to be Jason Chandler, but um, it's oh, unclear. Okay, so... Um, all right. Let's say if this image, we'll tweet it, or it'll be like mm -hmm. the main image of the of the show, of the episode. Go, let's. This will, I think will be helpful. If you, the listener, is looking at a photo of a bunch of people in brown clothes, and there's a banner up top that says "Society of Explorers and Adventures, 1899." Now let's go left to right. Who is who? Uh, that's not. Uh, that's Harrison Hightower the third with his with, with a fez and his idol. idol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the fezes are a big thing. It's the fezes are the membership. Uh, like thingies. There, there's a lot of fezes throughout the world. Even though um, most of the people in this photo are not wearing the fezes. Yes, right. that's correct. You don't have uh, to. <laughs> uh, this next one, I believe, is Professor R. Blauer Himmel. Seated is Lord Henry Mystic. I forget which one this is. <laughs> See, this Might is be tough. unidentified. Here's Barnabas T. Bullion. This mm. one, I believe, is listed as unknown. Then Mary Oceanier. Unknown. <laughs> there's unknowns in this. That's uh, yeah. Scott. That's Doctor uh, uh, Doctor P. L. Travers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Name the the uh, great grandfather of the uh, film critic for Rolling Stone magazine. Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, no, no, of uh, the uh, Mary, uh, Poppins Mary Poppins author. author. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. No, that's to Peter Travers. Is P. L. Travers related to Peter Travers from Rolling Stone? No, I don't know. well, not in reality, but in the retcon Traverse, yes. In the Traverse. <laughs> Mary Oceaneer and then Charlton J. Taberet on the end. Um, Wait, you yeah. just said who Taberet is, but where else can we see Taberet again? He can I be think... found on a napkin in the restaurant <laughs> in Disneyland uh, that's located next to <laughs> the Bengal Barbecue. I think mostly here. Um... Let's see. Uh, what other members are there? Oh, oh I, I've, I've got something. There's this a, is, there's oh, a big go, one. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, uh, do you have Maestro de Elfman? That's exactly where <laughs> okay. I was going. This is so stupid to me. So one thing you might not know about the ride Mystic Manor is that it has an original score by Danny Elfman, one of the great film composers of all time. Y'all know Danny Elfman. Uh, and so thus they're in this, in the queue is where a lot of the paintings exist of these characters. And I guess they consider a member of C to be, what, what is his name in this again? Uh, Maestro de Elfman. Yeah, it's just Danny Elfman. It's just a caricature My, of Danny Elfman. Maestro de Elfman. And then it's yeah. a, an 1800 style photo of clearly the current <laughs> musician, Danny Elfman. I, this one just feels lazy to me, Maestro de Elfman. Would you say you were looking for more of a character for him? <laughs> or would you just think it's lazy putting Danny Elfman's face in there? Hmm. Yeah, what would what would satisfy me here? I mean, look, it's not, uh, you know, um, it's not Master to Baxter. They didn't just right. make it to a, a one-off of Tony Baxter. It looks like him, but they made up a whole character. I think I do want more. Um, How about like, uh, yeah, like uh, J.P. Notesman? Uh, yeah, it works that. for me. That's oh, all I gotta do. All right, yeah. I fixed it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just change the beginning. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. D yeah, okay, that's good. Um, I think 
Danny uh, Maestro de Elfman is definitely the most famous of the C members visually because he's the most famous man. Uh, no offense to Tony or Joe Rody, yeah. but Joe Rody. They yeah. were not uh, in Oingo Boingo, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, there's no music videos, I don't believe, with um, Joe Rody in a right. band that he was in. Right. There um, are, uh, in terms of retcon, Meriwether Adam Pleasure. The, yes, that's uh, true. I, yes, he is a big yeah, one. I, I apologize for leaving him out. Retconned. Uh, he is the creator of Pleasure Island. Adventurers Club is was retconned to be like his outpost of sea. And by extension, there is a letter at Aulani, the Hawaii resort, from Pamela Perkins, who was a character, she was the president of the Adventurers Club. So she, I guess by default, in that letter, she mentions Harrison Hightower. And uh, it's funny because Joe Rody, there's multiple tweets from Joe Rody going like, huh, yeah, no, I did not create C. Uh, the Adventurers Club was just a thing we did. He's like, wasn't that fan made? Like, wasn't it fan connections? But eventually, it seems like he started to play along a little more. I mean, I don't know if he put that thing in Alani or if another Imagineer did that, but a lot of uh, Rody stuff, uh, get, including Rody himself, kind of have uh, been grandfathered into C. I've, I'm interested to know, and this is probably not something that'll ever be public, I am interested to know how a Tony Baxter or other Imagineers might feel about all of a sudden a backstory coming onto a ride they may have created. I bet they might be a bit conflicted because now if the actual like uh, retconning they've done of Big Thunder is there's like a ghost in Big Thunder that's disrupting gold mining and runaway trains are happening versus I think the original concept of Big Thunder is like this train has been maintained very poorly, so be careful getting on it. (laughs) And that was basically the premise. There was no other character like a tyrant who ran uh, ran the mining company or anything. Mm-hmm. There, there, you wouldn't. It'd be weird if suddenly, oh well, actually, there was a maniacal madman who uh, started shrinking people and putting them into his teacups, and he <laughs> invented a turntable machine to make them spin wildly uh, uh, to the to the point of dizziness, uh, to 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 uh, th- throw people off and mess with their minds. You're not just getting in a spinning. The cups are big and you spin around. <laughs> but I don't know. I like Scott's because it connects the teacups and adventures through inner space. And this is how you do it. This is how you world build, you know? Yeah. So is. this is elsewhere in the Magic Kingdom because that's what they're saying about the sea show is that it's part of building the Magic Kingdom universe. What did they, what was this show release? I think, because there's going to be more of this nonsense. This well, doesn't stop at sea. No, Favreau I mean, was working on a movie, like a Magic Kingdom movie a while ago, and it seems like that got shelved. Just yeah, like the camera. Passe. Movie, who cares about movies anymore? What we need now is universes. We need mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. battalions of 200 films and shows and uh, TikTok accounts. I don't <laughs> think. They'll build an empire. <laughs> I don't, th- I'm, my, here's a guess. My guess, if we're talking like what they're going to do with TV, I'm guessing that the show is not going to be about like 15 white colonizers. I don't think so. I don't think that seems like a good idea for a show right now, uh, mm. or maybe ever, probably ever. Uh, so I assume what they're going to do is maybe take elements of like a secret club and then try to tie it into famous ride things. You know that that would be a guess. I don't know that to be sure. I, I obviously have not spoken to Mr. Moore, but it seems like well, I'm. Yeah, it seems like you would want to take elements from all of the different parts of the parks 
and then tie them into yeah an idea of a secret club well this is the the speculation in this hollywood reporter article that i just pulled up announcing this magic kingdom tv universe in the works at, at disney plus and and ron moore is, is creating all this um so yeah the magic kingdom t the universe there's so much more to go connecting all these parks things and there this is pure speculation from unnamed sources that then they back off let me let me just read this because this is going to confuse the the entire thing but also lend credence to what mike is saying it's not just gonna be this secret club of people who of steal colonizers <laughs> yes um the idea per sources is to explore characters like sea boat captain from the jungle cruise no punctuation or prospector from big thunder mountain or the climbers of the matterhorn for example as part of the society of explorers and adventurers to parenthetical to be clear none of these characters or storylines are currently on the table at this stage <laughs> so what are the sources and are they just hollywood reporter just pulling this out of their asses because the the climbers of the matterhorn anybody can that's a real place and anybody can climb it that's uh, why does free solo retconned into the in the sea yeah i mean i think maybe at the end of the first episode or the end of the first season you maybe want to have a like a kid sweeping up and you learn that anybody can be a member of sea yeah we did and- get the gripe leave broom boy alone <laughs> i know we did but i like talking about broom boys so i'm sorry but we can't invent new broom boys that are our invention and we could do whatever we want with them right. because anyone can invent a broom boy that's correct yes that's correct yeah it so, always goes gripes. well Ten when more you gripes flood in right now <laughs> it always so- goes well when you put a kid in a star wars movie Actually, I I joke, uh, um, uh, uh, R2, uh, but I, as a kid, I really did like the, the Endor, the kind of made-for-TV Endor movies. Uh, oh, yeah. I never saw them. Yeah. Are they... Are they oh, they're, they're traumatic. They're uh, oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, characters definitely die in those, and that was upsetting, but um, they certainly were on a lot uh, on cable. Um yeah, so, so I think yeah, yeah I think we're gonna get a lot of like you'll whatever property they're not thinking they're gonna do for a big movie, like they've been they've been you know they flirted with the idea of doing Big Thunder or there was a pilot or something or at least a script for sure. I think stuff like that they'll say okay now we're doing a Big Thunder show and it has an element of one character is in a group in the C group or whatever. I don't know if mm-hmm. it, it probably won't be just about Barnabas T. Bullion. Yeah, one thing is for sure, all these characters, if it's like Prestige TV nowadays, all these characters got depression, and they're going to say something epic and very modern, like in Enola Holmes. Uh, (laughs) That's where we all get our life lessons from. There'll be a clapback of some kind? Oh, there's going to be a lot of clapbacks. Will Barnabas Um, T. T. Bullen clap back? uh oh yeah he will he will clap back uh he will be like that ceo who made his um his salary seventy thousand dollars a year and made his employees like he took a massive pay cut Um, my my pitch would be for big thunder would be okay you know daniel plainview from there will be blood what if he clapped back (laughs) and i think that's gonna sell it well it doesn't i mean killing somebody with a bowling ball is kind of a clap back you I guess you know you're right. It was before we were calling it that. Some might mm-hmm. call it the ultimate clapback is bashing someone's skull in bowling <laughs> ball. <laughs> yeah, you might, um, say, you might call it that. <laughs> speaking of TV shows, I found out while researching this that apparently there was a Discovery Bay pilot made that did not go and go anywhere, starring P. 
Pete Renaday, who has come up on the show a lot before, probably, I think, most famously in the parks as the uh, imitator of the James Mason Captain Nemo mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, um, the uh, 20,000 Leagues ride in Florida. Right. Um, so, yeah, that did. So they've tried. Yeah. So so that's probably that could be back on the table as far as the C-verse. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see uh, where Ronald Moore goes with this. And look, Ronald, look, if you're listening, which you are, come on, hook us up here. It doesn't, well, I, I'll be a PA on it. I don't care. Actually, don't make yeah. me a PA on it. I don't That's probably that. not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I, I mean, Polish a, pretty, a lot of old artifacts. I was a PA and it's hard work. Uh, yeah. I'm not knocking um, PAs. It's just, it's a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And now PA, PAs are all in charge of uh, COVID safety now. So you really don't want to do it. It's <laughs> a good point. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, okay. Here's, here's a little thing that happened with me. Okay. So, so we're talking about, uh, there was a, a reference made to Meriwether pleasure and he's mm-hmm. apparently a part of C. I, well, well, pleasure Island and the establishment, the adventures club in it. Um, are not that predates all of this. It clearly was the source of uh, long rambling backstories for what is ultimately a, a restaurant or a nightclub. Because that's where, if you like, if you don't know all this, or if you, you know, a while back we did, we covered Pleasure Island with Paul Shear. Um, yeah, the, Disney wanted to start a, a nightclub uh, place to put. A, a, a downtown Orlando place called Church Street Station out of business. <laughs> they wanted their, all right, let's just do nightclubs. And they did it. And instead of just, it's nightclubs, they, it, it's this whole tale of this old of Meriwether pleasure. And he crashed his ship and he b- thought this will be the place where I, I don't even, I don't remember what the, <laughs> backstory is exactly but like it's 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 it predates c in that it's a backstory that almost manifests itself in the experience nowhere like then you're just in a 70s club called eight tracks and there's no (laughs) reference made to this old this old man who would hold court and uh, um so this is that's the c philosophy starting i feel like well, we talked. It led me into. Oh, oh, sorry, I was say we talked about it on the episode. Like, there's plaques outside. Yeah, or there you were plaques, the plaques, and there yeah. were these plaques with just par- thick paragraphs of so explanation. Long. And this is all Rody. While he didn't invent C, he did do all this. Right, this, like insane backstory to a nightclub where you put on like a, <laughs> a funny Afro wig and bell bottoms and listen to Casey and Sunshine Band. Mm-hmm. Um, but so now here's. All that brings me to this. I uh, I I was like, well, maybe I should do some research for this. Maybe I should learn more about C. And that brought me to the Wikipedia that is all about C. There is a 100% C wiki. And I clicked around like, well, what are the most popular pages on this? Maybe that can uh, find me some odd info. And when I clicked on that, I found one of the most popular pages is about the Funmeister. Um, now the Funmeister, you guys probably know, but as a refresher, the Funmeister, and I have a little, uh, Park Star toy of it. The Funmeister is the Pleasure Island Moon Guy. Mm-hmm. He is a bright yellow, uh, party dude who has a moon for a head. He is not Mac Tonight from McDonald's. He is a different moon guy, but he, he loves fun and music just as much. So... My childhood awareness of the Funmeister was like, oh yeah, so parents go to these nightclubs and there's this moon guy up on the sign. And that's sort of where it 
begins and ends for most people. Mm-hmm. Not according to the C <laughs> wiki, which let me know that the Funmeister is an, an ancient uh, icon with all of this uh, like uh, backstory and meaning. Let me, I'll read as much of this as I can uh, manage without... Uh, getting bored. The Funmeister, as roughly translated ancient Germanic names called him, was an ancient being that drove Meriwether Adam Pleasure to establish Pleasure Island. This half-faced moon icon, whose roots go back to the barbarians after the fall of Rome, symbolized individuality, the celebration of life, and the sharing of laughter. While traveling in Mexico, Pleasure experienced a mystical vision of the Funmeister that told him to travel to central Florida. In 1911, after bringing his family down the barge canal system, aboard a steamboat pleasure saw an ancient totem of the funmeister on the shore there he met a ghostly seminole tribe informally known as the i4 indians that allowed pleasure to set up what what is this nonsense what do you mean he is like a he's a fun moon man there he is not an ancient totem and then on this wiki they show a photo of like a wood carved version of the funmeister as if this was like this was carved by a Seminole tribe. And then, but how does all this square with like, then I saw artwork of the Funmeister and he's just like in a zoot suit leaning up against a wall and like dipping his sunglasses. Like p- pick your mythology. Is he an ancient Indian thing or is he a, uh, is he like a, is a, he like a, a Chester cool Cheetah? Chester Cheetah or something. Yes, that's exactly how he's pictured otherwise. Yeah, mythology um, gets reinterpreted. It's like when you do a version of the Odyssey and it's about an American soldier in the Iraq War trying to get home, you know, to the city of Ithaca as opposed to the island of Ithaca. Right. You know? Uh, what, was, what was that? What did that? I, I believe, I don't know if that was ever made. I, I think, was that a TV miniseries? There has been versions where it's just like, it's the story of the Odyssey and the trials and tribulations of Odysseus are like, it's World War II or it's the Gulf War, you know? Mm. Right. Mm. Mm. Uh, Scott, are you saying, though, somebody came to you and said, I want you to write a detailed 50-year history for Mac Tonight and make a <laughs> trilogy of films about Mac Tonight and its rise <laughs> to becoming Mac Tonight? You were, I think you're up for it. You're up. For, I don't know if he's a god of some kind. I mean, you feel free to pitch on it now or not. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Ooh, I mean, uh, absolutely. I would love to <laughs> learn the entire mythology of Mac tonight. The the cool piano playing moon from McDonald's. Uh, certainly, he's got. There, there's like a lineage of mu- of musicians. Like, I, I think I think the piano playing is mm. in his blood. Maybe there's sort of a Purple Rain thing going on. There's a complicated relationship with his father, who was also a musician, but uh, didn't, you know, like, uh, excel as much as the sesame. There's like a jealousy of, okay. of Mac, who is now a popular uh, restaurant icon. So imagine like an old, like an old bitter... Uh, wrinkled moon man okay <laughs> sadly sure. drunkenly playing the piano and then throwing a bottle at mac right and, <laughs> and then mac saying you can't treat me like this daddy-o <laughs> and then does like ronald show up at the end of the first movie maybe oh that's good i'm putting together a n- night menu <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great Lane's I mean, flanked by grimace grimace is wearing like a like a uh like a leisure suit. <laughs> yeah, he's the agent Coulson. Ronald is Nick Fury. Okay. And Grimace is is Agent Coulson. Okay. Yeah. Great. Who's yeah? Oh, yeah who's who? That's, I guess. Well, Birdie has to be Black Widow. 
I suppose. I guess. We're going original Avengers, so I'm just mm-hmm. saying you're right. That's uh, the, the Funmeister's origin, maybe a little bit uh, convoluted, a little bit. I think, yeah, the problem is it's not rooted in what we know about the Funmeister, which is that what do we know about him? He's he wears a bow tie and he likes to dance. I don't <laughs> yeah. believe that he is an ancient totem. But hey, um, this but is I'd what they got to do. About him. This What's is that? what you got to do. But it's there if you want it. You don't need to know it to enjoy mm-hmm. it. But that's mm-hmm. what they got to do to make theme parks. Just like I had to uh, make this chart with like another fifteen people we haven't addressed yet. Can we? Can we <laughs> see um, the chart? Can yeah, was that yeah, yeah. Do you want to screen share it? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's let's see the chart. chart. Um, uh, uh, so here's the chart. Um, they made oh, it in boy. Apple. You can put a table in Apple Notes. You made a um, table. Wow, yeah. a table. Because here's adjacent. Ferdinand? I think we should. Magellan? Oh, they're all... Oh, oh wow. yeah. So the honorary members that show up in Fortress Explorations are real explorers. Sir Francis Drake, Leonardo da Vinci, Tycho Brahe, Vasco da Gama, Cristobal Colomb, Ferdinand Magellan. Mm. Uh, and then there's also places where a sea handbook shows up, like the UK Pavilion, or well, a sea fez and abracadabra. Well, okay. Let me talk about this real quick. Abracadabar is is related to sea, and I had no idea until today when I was looking yes. all this up. And there's a. Did you read the backstory about it, Jason? I I read the backstory of abracadabra. The sea fez doesn't have a lot of backstory, does it? No, but there's a there's a thing, and I have to get out of this view. Hold oh, on, yeah, un- you're, you unshare. Now we've seen the table. Oh, abracadabra, sure. the magic themed bar at the Boardwalk Hotel. Yes, is, is part of the Seaverse. Yes, did it's you know part that, Scott? Of the Seaverse. I did not. Along okay. with Captain Cafe Hyperion, we already mentioned uh, both Trader Sam's, of course, have a lot of sea connections. Um, too. Okay, so this is the canon explanation of what happened at Abracadabra. This bar once acted as a lounge for some of the world's most famous magicians and illusionists. However, this all changed on Friday the 13th, September 1940, when every magician inside disappeared without a trace and have never been seen again. <laughs> Among the magician's props oh. around this lounge is a sea fez, as we were saying, indicating that one that one of the magicians may have been a member of the society. <laughs> it's one of so, them. <laughs> so, don't worry about the, the fact that all the magicians disappeared forever. <laughs> one of them may have been a member. We don't know the that. Part of a weird club. May have been a member of C. Or they, I mean, they could have stolen the Fez. I, as far as like canon, it's not clear like if you steal a Fez and wear it, does that make you a member? If you kill a member of C, do you become a member of C? Mm. I'm not exactly sure about any of this stuff, but Abracadabar yeah. just has a little hint there. I am. I would be interested more in the actual like disappearance of all those magicians. That seems interesting to me. And maybe a little more interesting than just somebody finding a dirty Fez. An old, uh. dirty Fez. Jason, <laughs> what do you think about Fez as a look? Is that... Mm. I don't know. It feels mm-hmm. very, very much like an affectation. Uh, right, but, <laughs> no, but, uh, it'd be perfectly natural to start wearing know. a fez. All I of a bet. Do they sell fezes at Hong Kong Disney and Mystic Point? Uh, probably, right? I, mean, I this would is, think. The Shriners are still around, right? And the Shriners still wear fezes? I mean, I'm sure that's not the best organization to get in. Is, is Abu a member? Yeah. Jason? Oh, of C or the Shriners? Of the <laughs> either one. Is Abu the monkey? I would from say Aladdin? definitely not the Shriners. I don't know that there's much Aladdin connection. The other big movie that's kind of adjacent, the, the sole fact of a picture, the Humphrey Bogart Catherine Hepburn 
classic the african queen is kind of adjacent to see due to this picture that hangs next to bengal barbecue featuring humphrey bogart Catherine hepburn and a photoshopped in albert the monkey <laughs> <laughs> pulling in this is like space jam have you heard how space jam yes. has yeah. casablanca the casablanca and... franchise yeah yeah that's, <laughs> um i should have said casablanca that's a better way to say it casablanca is in it um what, what other properties are it space jam is now part of a greater mm-hmm. time warner verse HBO, mm-hmm. what's the company even called? A- a- it's a AT&T. part of a greater AT&T Time yeah. Warnerverse. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, I believe, <laughs> mentioned. Uh, and this is all, and, this, and, and none of this included, it's all separate from Ready Player One, which also in, like throws everything into a blender. Uh, like, it's, how do you, ch- talk about charts and spreadsheets, how do you figure out what pop culture item is in which... I've said Both this corporate umbrella and universe. I've said this before, and I know I didn't actually cause this, but it is like when I was 10, I wished on a monkey's paw that all entertainment would turn into Marvel comics and it's coming true. It's like, that is happening. Uh, now here's, I'll use that to, to segue into a feeling. I am a little, I like see a lot. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm invested in it. I like it. I do mm-hmm. worry it's swallowing up the park whole. And we'll mm-hmm. maybe continue to swallow the whole park if there's a show that starts linking it to every, like, oh, did you know that the man who owns the confectionery on Main Street is a member? The Candy Striper? Mr. You think uh, there's too many things being pulled in, I think so. Uh, that might be controversial, but I feel like maybe there's too many things now being pulled into it. I like... I, there's a, it's obviously a personal taste thing, but I like it when it's a little bit less, I don't know, it feels like it's taking over versus a little bit more obscure. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, I think it is on the rise and we're only going to see more and more of it, but I think the thing that's going to stop it at the end of the day is uh, our dads not giving a shit about any of this. <laughs> that you, is where, point me to the rides, please. Well, okay, listen, Pop. <laughs> Madame Zarkov is what is an adjacent, ad, I'd say an advisor to see because Jason Chandler consults with her in a letter in the in the letter in the Big Thunder line, and she was in the Adventurers Club. She was a character there. Jason Chandler mentions she's uh, at the Museum of the Weird, so does, that connects three things. Jason, does your dad know about C? Because I uh, think your dad of the three. I my dad, think, yeah, I think my dad might know a little because I've explained or I've like pointed stuff out. My dad listens to the podcast. I think Mo, mm-hmm. he's probably listened to almost all of them. He's probably listened a lot. He was not very into this, I don't think. Uh, Do you listen to that one last week where we complained about our parents? <laughs> uh, he's a little behind. He's been working from home, <laughs> so I think he's a little behind. behind. <laughs> He'll me- he, you know what? He would have mentioned it. I spoke with him earlier. Uh, uh, so I bet, I, I, I don't think he would have, he does not, he's not like a guy who would have probably known C before listening to this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think my mom would think it was neat. I think if I started explaining all this to her and it ties all these things together, I think she would, as, as, as a teacher, as an educator, I think she would, she would find it all clever. Mm-hmm. It is all clever. And we agree. Yeah. I think that it's all clever and fun. Um, but yes, I am a little concerned with the seification of the Disney. I like I would like the idea that there's different little groups unrelated to each other 
I mean, we you know we've talked about there's like the Tomorrowland in uh, Tokyo sort of mini universe kind of that links stuff together. It ties into Star Tours a little bit, which I right. think I might have been. I forget if I was saying that episode. I would like to tie that into like red rocket the owner of presumably the right. owner of red rockets pizza port and i like that there's ogas and rex there and rex ties a lot together so like the space restaurant universe i'm right. really i'm into right yeah but like you would i would think you would want to keep you would want to keep like something like everest i know expedition everest has a lot of backstory if in the queue and stuff but you would want to keep that a little more pure you want to keep some of those rides you don't need to tie in Jason. Yes, <laughs> I t- think it's already in canon a little in C, oh, but no. it's a little because bit. It's, a little it's just bit. little hints. Like so, Skipper Canteen. There's a lot of details in Skipper Canteen in Orlando, and the three books written by Harrison Hightower are references to Joe Rody. They they right. they're called Treasurer of the Animal Kingdom, uh, Expedition Everest colon In Search of the Yeti, and the last one I think is a pretty solid joke. It's just called Mine. M I N E exclamation point. And that's that is kind a of joke. E- e- playing up on him being a pillager character. Um, um, so there's a little Everest. I just don't think we don't need uh, yeah. E.L. E- Everest, the owner of the mountain character. I don't think we need sure. that, is what all I'm saying. Um, E.L. Not E.L. Fudge, E.L. Everest. <laughs> there's kind of blank slates for the, the TV writing staff. Uh, other yeah. There's characters like. In Tropical Hideaway and Skipper uh, Canteen mentions characters S. Shiho and Chef Tan- Tandaji. And then in Skipper Canteen, there's Luana Texera. Uh, you are going to keep trying to say names throughout the rest of this episode. I don't know how these names are said. They're just written down. Uh, is it, <laughs> Anytime there's a lull, you just start saying a names. Photographer. <laughs> now, going back to Hong Kong Disneyland, oh. the Halloween overlays. <laughs> Professor Garrett Reed was oh the disgraced star, disgraced excommunicated member. Excommunicated by Dr. Henry Mystic. He is the star of Jungle Cruise Curse of the Emerald Trinity. <laughs> uh, Emerald Trinity, excuse me. Uh, and then there was a show called Horrors of the Amazon, <laughs> which featured a character named Jonas Brisbane talking about how he was an aspiring member of C. <laughs> He's a wannabe. Jonas Brisbane is a wannabe. He's he a hanger on. He's never getting in the a wannabe. He's a yeah. Yeah. Your holiday overlay shows. You don't care. You think you can uh, hold water next to Barnabas Bullion? Yeah, F yeah, off Bris- Jonas. F off Brisbane. <laughs> uh let's real uh, real quick and we've alluded to this c is and i don't think they're seen like this but c is a bad organization right they're bad like they're bad well more secret clubs are bad organizations are yeah i isn't something in scientology called c c org oh yeah yeah c org yeah 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 well, that's weird. It is. I'll tell you that. It is weird. <laughs> that exists. And it is all. Elron is kind of this sort of guy. He's not like a pillager, but he's like, he liked his boats and uh, right. his weaving yeah. his tails. Is the master in <laughs> C? Ooh. I like that. Well, I would love if the, yeah, if the, the Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, no, the name's not coming to me, but if he's in it and that fake Elron Hubbard in that movie we talked about that that Universal guy made like there was like a, it was called like the church of scientific skepticism oh, or yes. something yeah. yeah like like m m ron blowhard or whatever <laughs> parody name they used yeah <laughs> 
Well, I mean, if you if you start to make a Paul Thomas Anderson universe with the master, then you start that gets so complicated because like, well, if you include Inherent Vice, that includes the Thomas Pynchon universe. Right. And the crying of Mm -hmm. Lot 49 is all just different warring secret societies that it's not clear what most of them do. Uh, How do the Heim videos factor in? Well, <laughs> and then, yeah, where do the Heim sisters start to uh, play? They are, they show this. up at the end of one with drumsticks, and then they just say, like, we're starting a band, I guess. <laughs> starting <Yeah>. a new <laughs> band. Uh, yeah, so so back to, my, back to my thought, though, about C, it's like, if the group, I think, is, is not portrayed as bad guys, but if you have Harrison Hightower in the group, you're a bad group. He's he's yeah. like pure evil, and and even if Mystic is taking things from around the world, he's still taking the things. He's still a rich guy. Like I I guess where I'm going with this is like what Disney won't do is make a series about like ten different Mister Burns char- type <laughs> characters. Yeah, who are comically evil, and then eventually will hopefully would get their comeuppance. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Disney doesn't see the characters like this, but let's be honest, C is not a good group. They can't They're be all bad. They all deserve ironic punishments. The most of them, I think some are fine. I think the Soren lady, she just likes, she's a falconer. And here, she seems and, nice. I, hey, this, this bothers me too. There should be a lady tyrant in this group. You know, they, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, they've they've made it so that the female characters are kind of like you know, like kind and uh, right. re- redeemable. But yeah, maybe you do want like we got Cruella coming. Out, you know, you want your you want your villain. I'm worried Cruella's going to like save the day at the end of that movie. Like I, you know, well, it is a weird. Uh, yeah, does Cruella end up bad? The whole thing is about that she was good. Yeah. at some point. I'm just saying for true, you know, true equality, uh, uh, you want ladies tyrants as well as male yeah. tyrants, you know, you in, your, really in your fiction, not in real life. Yeah. You don't yeah. want that. Cinderella's but. mom. Can we know, oh. like, can we find out that Cinderella's mom was like a pillager? She like stole that house that they live in. Yeah, she, like, sure. like kicked somebody, pulled some deed shit, some legalities and stole that house. If you, um. There's a, a BBC documentary series called Can't Get You Out of My Head. It's from this guy, Adam Curtis, this documentary filmmaker, mm. made this big movie, Hypernormalization. One of the characters he follows in this documentary series was Mao Zedong's wife. And she might be one of the most evil people. <laughs> She's like out of her mind. And, and the whole, the origin story is she is a failed actress with a lot of grudges to settle. And oh. this, this is what happened. Like she rewrote epic Chinese stories and operas to serve the revolution and then when people started to turn on her she turned like the young people against them like it's so crazy like she, she's the she, she perfect be in C? kind of she sh- yeah she should be one of the evil people in C Mr. Burns honestly Mr. Burns could be in C now I'm thinking about it because Disney owns Disney owners yeah yeah and and Mr. Burns was alive for some of Mr. Burns was on the Earth at the same time as some of the members of C. Yeah. So yeah. I just I think as fun as it is to see little plaques and to see the characters, I think that Disney should think of C as villains. I think that's a more fun 
way to go like narratively but i think c is going to be yeah. like all they're all going to be good i have a feeling i think it's going to be like kingsman where it's like the good guy secret spy agency but then there'll be one or two traitors there'll be one or two uh you know heels kind of like when like like Sabretooth joins the x-men for a few issues yeah and then he starts killing people again you know and they're all and look we own i think i said it earlier they're all going to be hot no, that's, yeah, that's where there's no way this is a bunch of old men right it's not happening right i uh, my i guess i maybe are I'll, I'll speak for myself my dream show is a bunch of old people who are really bad like being bad and you enjoy it for a while and then they just get their comeuppance i don't think that's the show the show is going to be like sexy spicy and they're doing cool stuff and they can't like kiss or anything because it's disney and they stay away from sexuality completely can't be riverdale but mm-hmm. it'll yeah. just be other yeah, like here they're doing good things around the world the hottest guy named barnabas you've ever <laughs> seen they call him like yes. barn barney barn like not barney barney still like barn maybe come on barn uh well, i'll be i'm very excited for the episode where jason chandler discovers human growth hormone so everyone at sea <laughs> can get like exactly jacked like exactly the same way jacked it's like uh yeah river River pills or something. <laughs> river. <laughs> Magic river juice. The enchanted spring. <laughs> yes, that's okay. That's much better. <laughs> yes, come and drink from the enchanted spring. It will make you more vascular. Well, that's it- what all those old pulp car all those like Doc Doc Samson and stuff like they all figured. And even like the, I think the er- the early Batman comics where like he became a peak physical specimen. Or, like, found some sort of serum that gave him super strength and endurance. Uh, There's always a, a lot serum about endurance. Super yeah. soldier serum. Super Captain soldier. America took it. Yeah. yeah. It's always a serum, but really all they mean is just HGH, human growth hormone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The same thing that many of your favorite stars are on right now. Mm-hmm. As we speak, they're doing a cycle of HGH to get prepared for a new movie role. Uh, the real superhero origin story now it, it yeah it's hgh and it's lean meats very little carbs mm-hmm. <laughs> some greens how do you think they go from giant to like much less giant in a different movie come on wake up folks i don't know why i'm arguing with somebody who's <laughs> yeah, objecting who's, yeah, to who's, this who's denying the use of <laughs> i can just hear thousands of people saying no i don't believe it they just ex- the, the, they put another five pound weight on each weight and they did it <laughs> they got big um well what then maybe do we need to like flesh out what is an example of something we want like what is it what, what does one of these characters do that is bad and there wouldn't be that bad because we don't want to see like inflicting pain on native populations and that kind of thing unless the punishment is just an immediate but like you know it is it does have to be in that mr mr burns blocking the sun vein right well it's yeah it's like stealing yeah he's stealing like st- harrison hightower is stealing stonehenge or something or well, that's pretty something good. else right yeah he's like, making who's the assistant who's his uh oh, smelding? smelding smelding he makes smelding carry each stone he gets smelding uh, too much of the magic serum it makes him very strong, forces Smelding to take Stonehenge out block by block mm-hmm, that's so good. he can put it in his front yard and nobody else can have access. Or, or he just, it's, uh, 
Maybe he has his tower, right? So he goes up on the seventh floor of the tower, or the thirteenth floor, the unlucky floor, and he puts Stonehenge inside. This is in my building now, but it's too heavy, and all the Stonehenge blocks crash through all of the subsequent floors Mm -hmm. and destroy the building. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And then I bet uh, Lord Henry Mystic, probably the Professor X kind of character, Nick Fury, kind of sending, probably sends Jason Chandler... And either Barry Oceaneer or Camellia Falco is like, you two are going in to stop this. Albert, keep an eye on them. Mm, okay, so they have to like look out for each other or try to like, and maybe like, keep the organization under wraps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think if you want to make your Lord Henry Mystic or other characters like not evil, you probably cut down on them taking stuff from different cultures. That would be my, that would be my punch up. Henry Mystic is going to learn about people and and he, maybe he gets yeah. gifted things at the end for, you know, sharing his wisdom and their exchange of ideas. And then he brings that back to his house. As or to- how about this? What if it's people who did, who like went, uh, uh, all right, they know people who went and bought things fair and square at uh, marketplaces. They put money into the local economies. And then the sea people like Hightower, they all like wait for things to be brought back to like a block away from where they live. And then they go like sneak into people's houses and steal them mm, for them and act like they got it. Um, like I'm trying to pull Falco in this the Falco woman, and if we want uh, unredeemable FEMA, she could send that bird to go steal salt. Stuff. You mean salty? Uh, no, 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 oh, not oh, salty. Oh, the me. other, the falcon. Well, salty sorry, sorry. too. No, any anybody can send any of their animals to go steal gems and rubies mm-hmm. from places, okay. bring them back for their own. I want all the animals to be evil. Everybody's evil. Okay, everyone's evil. Salty's the evilest of all. I realized, did you guys come across Barnabas T. Bullion's assistant? Nope. Oh, no. Oh, baby. Here we go. Barnabas T. Bullion's assistant has a name, and the name is Willikers. Well, <laughs> now, come on. <laughs> Now, Jason Sheridan could easily play Willikers, please. I would love to to play both. And then there's little jokes of like, I feel like I've met you before. Couldn't be me, sir. (laughs) Listen to that voice he just did. Couldn't be me. (laughs) So it is very time accurate. Yeah. I've Um, already spent much of quarantine growing a mustache, you know? um, Halfway there. George oh, getting getting curlier. Once you can get that thing to flip up, you can get any of these parts. And certainly, oh, Willikers sure. Willikers had a mustache. It was more of like a Wild West. I'll, I can share a screen and show you what Willikers look like. Um, he's of course one of my favorite characters in fiction. Immediately, here he is, George. Oh. So his name is G Willikers. That is correct. That's pretty cute. <laughs> Scott, is that mm-hmm. too cute for you? I guess I can give it up for G. Willikers. <laughs> All right, Scott, that's official. Scott gives it up for G. Willikers. That's fine. I give it up. We have talked a lot on this podcast about our characters cute, but we have not dissected a lot of, is this phrase cute? And uh-huh. I think we all agree <laughs> that that's a cute phrase. Sure. Uh, to yeah. use and for And something a we should say instead of profanities. G. Willikers that tease me off. <laughs> yes, because we're uh, members of Sun. Mm-hmm. Who are very nice and obedient and follow the rules <laughs> against cursing. 
you know, sometimes there's the discussion, wh- what episode of Podcast Red do you start with? This one I can definitively say, no, not this one. Not this one. <laughs> you may start with the one with a bunch of lists of names. Even they themselves are in a group, and then they make up a bunch of groups that they'd like to see. This is the episode of the most capital letters this in is, the history of the show. This is going to have, I think they count podcast listens by if you completed it, and this is going to have a maybe like uh, a, a couple, 10, maybe 10 at most, who actually finish it i think the normal amount of people will start it in earnest and go oh i see i'd love to learn more about it and they've maybe by the end of thrown their phone out the window you two are funning this was demand we were demanded we're few people thought we were gonna drop what we're doing every week some news happens (laughs) sons of bitches we will see i mean they wanted to hear us discuss the fact that auntie's beach house kids club in alani has a reference to see because it has a, a, a letter it's from letter. Pamela Perkins that references C-member Harrison Hightower. Mm-hmm. So and the, it's on go. Adventurers Club Stationery. And it's on Adventurers Club Stationery. And that they, is- had, they had to hear that Professor Garrett Reed was seeking out a legendary set of jewels known as the Emerald Trinity, a set of jewels that was hidden at the Altar of Souls at the Temple of Immortality. Uh, I don't... What is any of that? And also... The one thing to pull from all that, though, is this guy Garrett Reed, this disgraced guy. He was he was looking for jewels, right? I wonder what he, what do you what do you think he wanted to do with them jewels? <laughs> he maybe wanted to suck them jewels. Maybe maybe Garrett Reed wanted to be sucking those jewels. Now hold on a minute. You have a problem with the C continuity, but you're going back in podcast continuity. You don't think that's so fine? <laughs> There's is, all kinds of people who like to suck them jewels. Sure. Bugsy is not a member of Sun. I can definitively say that. That's why we spar with him mm-hmm. so he much. A, he is a different... Yeah, he is in whatever our podcast's canon evil group is. Bad. <laughs> it's, it's Nick it's, Mundy and Bugsy in, in a different group. <laughs> Uh, and according to uh, listener feedback, Jesse, Jesse Farrar, Farrar. <laughs> <laughs> because he said once he doesn't like theme parks, he's now the biggest villain in the history of the show. It is a fearsome group. The Injustice, I like for now, right now I'm calling them the Injustice Gang, which is the name of uh, the DC villains, but we'll punch that up at a certain point. Is it, wait, if it's bad, did Jason say it was bad, right? So is, bad. It, is that, so we, um, how do we, bo- let's figure that acronym Boys out. against... Decency. Oh, yes. Very good. Wow. Fantastic. Boys I was going to ag- say Disney, but that limits it too much. Yeah. Boys Against Disney. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So we have Sun and Bad. <laughs> sun Wars with Bad. <laughs> Bumper Car Boys are definitely part of oh, Bad. I'm, yeah. I'm still scared oh. we're going to meet them one day. Yes. We really, the, the end of this episode should just be us unleashing every dumb piece of canon we have <laughs> on the mm-hmm. audience to really. See, let's see if we can get them to turn it off. <laughs> let's see. <laughs> let's let's see. SEA. Let's see if we can. <laughs> let's see. Okay, what else? What other, what other facts, for, first of all, do I have here? Oh, the United Kingdom Pavilion has a reference to see. It's got the hand of the fake handbook, yes. Uh, has the fake handbook, yes, of course. What do you mean fake? What does that mean? What, it's a well, it's fake. like a bookshelf. It's like a painted ceramic bookshelf, and they paint. There's a lot of fake books in Skipper Canteen written by uh, C members or their fezes, their ceremonial fezes. Are the fezzes. books fake in that, like, everything's fake in a theme park? Or the, are, are people writing fake books in canon? 
Uh, no, it's that. Well, it's it's books within the universe, but we perceive them just as like ceramic or plaster. Okay, <laughs> we perceive them. This is like that. What are what is tune stuff made of again? Let's, yes. Uh, yeah. Are are tune is are tune items and chairs soft or not? Mm-hmm. Well, or or they're actual books. Like I can't picture it. It's actual books they bought at like an estate sale and then painted over mm-hmm. for it to be like more of a prop right. than an actual uh, book. I think everyone should say the last things that are fun to them on their list of things. <laughs> and, then we, and then we should then we should then Mike has a wrestling to watch up. <laughs> yeah Scott blame it on my wrestling for the reason you uh, yeah, want to get out of here play. we do have a time cap <laughs> I will say yeah. no this is such a condensed this is such a condensed amount of information the listener really should not have to listen to it for two hours so I yeah I'm going through and seeing uh, uh, we, we really didn't talk about Magellan's uh, which is the restaurant in Disney Sea? Which I di- this okay? Here's how stupid I am. I did not eat at Magellan's. I did not really explore it. I didn't even realize there was a whole crazy underground thing by Mount Prometheus, which is like mm-hmm. another thing that's it's, it's kind of like um, what would you call it? An explore an area to explore. There's a thing called the Chamber of Planets, which just watching the video is this cool like observatory type thing that looks very expansive. And I go, what the fuck was this? Where did I, I miss this? I was I there. I think I went in this. There's like a thing. There's a place with a lot of optical illusions and little like models and and, and boats to play with. I, I think I did this. Uh, I I missed this, and I'm looking through it, and it's like this is so cool. Whether it's even tied to sea or not. Um. Uh. So yeah. So so looking on the yeah, there's various YouTube videos to see just sort of how much cool stuff. Again, without the actual sea backstory is associated is, is impressive and it's not all fake books is my point <laughs> this is all tokyo disney is the is responsible to, we maybe haven't said that that tokyo the when tokyo disney sea came into being that's where they they planted the seeds of this maybe with not, without a plan to tie it all together but this this notion of this organization started there and it's only grown and grown yeah yeah and those those imagineers that are are drawn in some of the mystic banner portraits Robbed Coltrane and Joe Lancicero, I think were some of the big like drivers of like, you know, they were they were working on this stuff and they're like, oh, let's connect it to this stuff. And and so some of the early proponents. There is an immense amount of cool stuff that's been done in the parks in this genre sort of like it did adventure explorative like some of the best stuff disney's done recently is in this world so it is a nice tribute to uh you know to all these great attractions that have come into being since uh 2001 and i did find it cool when it, when yeah when you're in that area that the uh in tokyo disney sea you're in the birthplace of sea that's where this whole weird mythology started and i did think oh that's cool i came all the way to tokyo and this is a little outpost of this thing and then there's you could go to florida and see some of it it is like a weird little like collect them all you know i have yeah. to experience every facet it rewards your world traveling if you go to all these parks across the globe and it is it, it is nice speak and as much as i said like i don't want it to like swallow up everything it is nice because you, it's not in your face it's not like you have to take a little quiz on what barnabas t bullion's intentions were before you get on big thunder mountain so it is choose your own level of getting involved with it it's like yeah. if you notice it you want to read all the plaques and you enjoy that you can but it's not 
it's not a necessity as far as getting on these rides or or eating a quick service meal. Yeah, and there's like a there's an interview with uh, Lance Acero where he talks about like um, creating this universe, creating this believable backstory and a, a world history, and it's fun, but it's got a purpose, and it's just kind of like to help them while they're making the attraction, like flesh out the world a little and like inspire other ideas to like you know uh make the the attraction feel more fleshed out and lived in yeah so we like c i think we do like c yeah. don't get yeah. us wrong um yes it, it it will be very interesting to see it adapted for uh I, yeah streaming uh tv because theme park adaptations are like so hit and miss for the most part you know and yeah and I, like I just, oh, really, the only question is how hot will the members of CB? That's the only question I have. And I'd like them to turn the dial up on it. It can't be Riverdale level I get, but but I want, yes, as hot as possible, please. (laughs) Get casting. Let's keep, like, maximum age on any of these people, 24. Right, yes, before, yeah, before skin starts to degrade like it does on my face <laughs> well it depends on are, who's consulting is it the lucas film doctors or is it the marvel doctors because star wars universe is a little grittier a little dirtier mm. and that feels more appropriate for like an a world adventuring like dusty kind of uh world I but the marvel uh, is very glossy yeah. you know well let's see feige is kevin feige is only making 12 shows and five movies a year i think he can <laughs> oversee it yet another cinematic universe here so Maybe and he's a big look. Ken Feige's a big Parks fan. I know this is a fact. Uh, so I think he probably would be interested in getting in here and having to produce another ten series a year and five films. Uh, so yeah, why not? Why not put more on the man's plate? Let's do it. And Kevin, uh, come on the show as well. Come on the show, and if you do, you will meet the obvious choice to play G Willikers and. What? Smelding. 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 All right. He's going to be both. And new character created by Scott earlier in the episode, IP Freely. The toilet magnet. <laughs> Jason Sheridan is IP Freely. Sure. And I dream of a place where there are no limits placed on where I urinate. And if you, if you want to know, is IP Freely on a cycle of HGH and a cycle of steroids. The answer is, fuck yeah. <laughs> he is huge. Jason Sheridan is huge. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Again, just as long as the doctor is overseeing everything, you know, it's okay. Yeah, d- yeah. Dr. Feelgood is yeah, overseeing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You survived Podcast the Ride, Dense <laughs> Mythology Edition. Uh, I have a hey. headache. I have a headache. <laughs> we'll try to uh, present uh, supplementary materials and visuals so you can understand everything that was just said uh, somewhere on our social media media between twitter instagram and facebook and for three uh, if you're adventurous enough for three bonus episodes a month go to uh, let set your compass to the second gate at podcast at patreon.com slash podcast the ride um well uh gentlemen another successful meeting of sun has yes. commenced mm. let's do the sun uh official goodbye phrase <laughs> is it just congolouche uh, it is uh <laughs> 
It is uh, Kungaloosh, please, or like, what's more oh, more polite? <laughs> Kungaloosh, if that's okay with you. I, I'm sorry. I have to. Oh, Kungal- it's just. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to check with my mom. <laughs> I need to get permission first. <laughs> we have permissions. We have to get permission slips to do each podcast. Did you guys know that? <laughs> oh, shoot. That would be best. It would keep everything orderly. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, and everyone, okay. I want you all out there to turn your permission slips into us before you listen to any of these episodes to make sure you have your parents' permission. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks all right. for listening. Bye. Sorry. Sorry. Good. Sorry. I'm sorry. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.